Have you always wanted to win the lottery? Do you suffer from chronic poverty syndrome? Do you have real problems that are too much work to actually work on? Would you rather pretend to help than actually help? Prayer might be right for you. I was poor. I mean, really, really poor. I'm still poor. In fact, my family just split one Cheeto five ways for dinner. But now I don't live in a cold, dead universe. I can finally see the light. And as my emaciated self wanders toward it, I finally feel free. Thanks, prayer! Please note, some side effects for prayer may not be reported. Always consult your pastor, shaman, imam, rabbi, or witch doctor, or holy book specialist for medical advice. Side effects may include gullibility, loss of funds, magical thinking, subjugation of women, brainwashing of children, loss of libido, inability to converse without the good word, and crippling diarrhea. Stop taking prayer immediately if you experience any of the following. Evolution, existential anxiety, books, uncontrollable laughter during services, or cognitive dissonance. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. Cecil, this is episode 35 of Cognitive Dissonance, and uh, I want to give a warning, just fair warning. We are going to swear a lot in this show. In this show in particular, Tom, or in every no. show? No, not in this show in particular. This show, like the other 34 shows which preceded it, and the next 35 shows which will come after it. So, like, we're going to say, like, dang it? Is that... Darn, is that dang. Consarn it? Will we say cons- consarn it? Consarn it is okay. on the list. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about so. cunt? Cunt definitely gonna, makes yeah, it, yeah, cunt, cocksucker. Yeah, cocksucker is in there, Fuck I think. Is, is definitely in um, the mix. So if you're already offended, if you're, like, <laughs> cringing a little right now. We gave you the easy words in the beginning. So if I, you were offended at Con Sarnet, you should have turned it I off. I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, the explicit tag is there <laughs> for a reason. There's no other way to say that. So. I, you know, I think we might have said that before you started speaking this show. It, we may have. We may have put it in, on the mix. Definitely audio. done I that intentionally. Know. If that's on there or not, right? So but my, my, you know, I just, I just don't want to offend my dead nana who listens to the show, <laughs> and I just want to make sure that you know that she's not upset. So, well, fuck it, let's do it live. Let's do it live. <laughs> Fucking cunts. So we have an almost unbelievable number of stories we're going to try to cover in this episode. Um, the first one we're going to go to is uh, from Forbes.com. I love this one. Ten years after decriminalization, drug abuse down by half in Portugal. 
We have talked about this and talked about this. You know, there is no way to make drugs less cool than to have the government say it's okay. No right? kidding, right? right. <laughs> that, is the, that is the fucking limp-dicking of drugs, if ever there was oh. a limp-dicking of <laughs> drugs, right? Like, you're like fucking, you got this raging fucking hard-on for heroin, and all of a sudden, like... Michelle Obachman comes out or Michelle, Michelle Obachman, <laughs> that's Michelle gotta Bachman. be a new person. Oh, I Who love the hell it. is Michelle, Michelle Obachman? <laughs> oh my gosh, we've gotta make this care Tom. You are a genius. <laughs> Michelle Obachman. I'm fired. <laughs> Michelle <laughs> It's a new character. We have introduced a new character to our show. Please Michelle welcome Bachman. Michelle Obachman. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Take it from here, Cecil. <laughs> Tom, I think I think if, if anything, we're just going to go down with the ship on this one. Um, the decriminalization leads to more people getting treatment rather than going to jail. Uh, we have in this country plenty of things that are perfectly legal to do, but also inspire people to become addicted. So – there is a Gambling Anonymous. There is an Alcoholics Anonymous. You can join groups to help you um, quit smoking cigarettes. You can join groups because you're a fat ass and you want to lose weight. You know what I mean? Like there's ways in which to – If you can make it to them. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to – I mean like look, they got to come can to I me. It's like a commute? house call. You know what I mean? Like I'll do Weight Watchers if you come to me. OK. And you bring all the food, because if I make the food, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be bad. I mean, I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be eating fucking gravy burgers the entire day. But uh, but, you know, we have ways in which to already treat people in our culture who are addicted to things. Um, there's something to be said about the 12 step process. And I know that there's some shadiness that goes along with it. And I know people have problems with the 12 step process. But there are people who genuinely get clean off that process. Sure, yeah. And then there's people who genuinely just get clean through help of others. I mean, even if it's, even if it's not doing the 12-step process, there's other ways to get clean. Right. Um, and if you don't spend all of your money on fucking SWAT teams right. knocking down the goddamn well, door. Tom, you got to you, house those fuckers. Right. You got to put them up, man. How yep. expensive is it? I read, I read some crazy statistic that the United States has like, like – 25% of the prisoners in the world come from the United States. That's insane. Like, I mean, like, we have, we're not, that like, the most insane. populous country. Not even but close. But, like, an amazing amount of our population is in prison. A lot of the drug problem has nothing to do with actually actual drugs. Right. And that's something that people seem to forget. Like, the public has bought into this idea, and they've forgotten that the drug problem has 5% to do with drugs and 95% to do with the violence and criminality that comes along with the black market structure that the drugs are forced to exist within. So, you know, you, you've got, you know, here in Chicago, I just watched a fucking documentary called The Interrupters. Great documentary, by the way, on Frontline, um, which was all about, you know, the, the epidemic of violence that um, is here in Chicago. And, you know, a tremendous amount of that revolves around the drug culture. Well, right. it's not really the drug culture. It's revolving around the sale and distribution of an illegal product. That's it. And fighting for territory. And yep. we've talked about this. And, you know, this here's our evidence, right? Here's our evidence. Is it working in the States? No, it is fucking clearly not working in the States. So that's, that's experiment A. Experiment fucking B in Portugal. 
all drugs, all drugs in Portugal are decriminalized. Use is down by half. Game, set, match. Yeah, and I mean— It's time to follow suit. And like you said, you know, there's no better way to limp dick the drugs. I mean, nobody's ever gotten laid in the DMV. That's never right. happened. <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's that ominous glow in the distance. Those idiots don't even know where we live. So this is a story from the Associated Free Press. Um, This is at the the Maldives National Museum. Um, A bunch of uh, Muslim extremists went fucking cuckoo for coconuts, ran in and destroyed these Buddhist statues, Um, proving once again, like we've said, all religions are exclusive. Right. This is, this is, uh, you can't have, there's no such thing as an inclusive religion. You are inclusive insofar as you want to include other people in your religion. Yeah. <laughs> but right. you are not inclusive. A monotheistic religion cannot be inclusive of another monotheistic <laughs> religion. They can't, it cannot happen. And, and monotheism can't even be inclusive of other poly. It's necessarily mutually exclusive to all other viewpoints. And it leads to the sort of destruction of, of priceless fucking statues and works of art. It's, it's, uh, this isn't even surprising. That what's surprising is that this is news. Like this should be, if you're going to have a worldview that accepts and, and promotes and respects religious culture, you should say, well, we expect that these fucking religious nut jobs are going to go crazy and smash priceless works of art developed by other religious viewpoints because it's fucking required by their monotheistic bullshit. What the scariest thing to me, Tom, in this entire thing is that they're, they are so short-sighted that they are willing to eradicate history. They are willing to destroy their own personal history and connection and culture because this new religion is so ingrained in their minds that they feel like some fucking – I mean, and you're degenerate of a god at that point because, I mean, good lord, what a fucking waste of time to believe in something that is alt- ultimate power but wants you to forget about you know, how you used to believe in something else. It's so vain. This god is so vain that it's like you have to destroy your own history Right. What a pathetic, pathetic God you believe in. You should be ashamed of yourself. Really, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm reminded of that Peanuts character who, like, every time they take his blanket away, he fucking flips his shit. Right, right. That's you know, the exact it's, same thing. It's Linus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, your God is Linus yeah. from Peanuts. Like, oh. that's it. What your a God childish fucking insecure, insecure brat of a god you believe i mean i can't believe you you would worship something like that that you would dedicate your life to something that is so petty and the thing is is everybody's always like god is infinite my god is so small i know if he believes that if if you believe that your god is so tiny it's like like every petulant child i've met is fucking way cooler than god (laughs) well and that's the funny thing right like like that's something you try to do like with kids is you try to get them to overcome 
those those small feelings, right? Like, and that's what you try to do even as an adult. Like, you struggle. Everybody struggles from time to time to overcome feelings of envy or jealousy or, you know, whatever it is. And and those are because you recognize as a as a grown ass person, you recognize that like those are not positive characteristics in your life. That those aren't those aren't uh, attributes you want to put forward, and that you want to continue to allow grow within yourself. That's what good, decent, responsible, moral people do. But if you're a god, you just fucking set down a rule. Be like, it, it's 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 like having a whole world run by an eight year old with no rules. Right. It's like that fucking Twilight Zone where he's putting people in the cornfield. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like he turns his mom into like the pop up yeah. thing or whatever. And, like fucking yeah. takes people mouths off. Like, right. Like that's that's exactly it. It's like why would you why would you want to believe in a god that's like that eight year old and I want to fucking strangle that kid. Right. No. Don't make me mad. I'll turn you into a pillar of salt. Yeah. Exactly. And that's don't, exactly yep. it. Right. Pillar of salt. Delicious mm. pillar of salt. So now these 12th century statues, which were fucking yep. made of coral and limestone, gone, and they were fucking priceless, and they were part of the pre-Islamic heritage heritage rather of the of of these people like. They're just fucking gone forever, and they don't ever get to come back. It's not like you could say, well, okay, that was a mistake. Can we have our 12th century statues back? Can we have our priceless fucking historical artifacts back? No. <clears throat> They're gone from the world forever. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. This next story, um, a Saudi journalist um, is facing conviction and possibly the death penalty for uh, tweets, um, fucking tweets like Twitter. Twitter Man. is going to cause this guy maybe to be killed. How would he be killed? Maybe beheading, you know, because it's 2012. So that's what we do. We have we definitely behead people. Um, and why would he be beheaded is apostasy. Right. The uh, Muslim crime of. Being a Muslim and then changing your mind. So the fucking not it is punishable by death in this crackpot fucking religion. And he didn't have a choice, I'm sure, growing up. He wasn't like, right. you know, it wasn't like he gets to be 12 and they're like, okay, so here's all your choices. You know, here's your deal meal fucking prayer deck. You know, you get to choose Christianity or no, he didn't have those fucking choices. So he's a Muslim anyway. So it's so they're basically making it illegal not to believe. No matter yeah. who you are, it's illegal and, not to believe. And let me read the tweet, because the tweet is not even that critical. Um, he says, on your birthday, I will say that I have loved the rebel in you, that you've always been a source of inspiration to me, and that <clears throat> I do not like the halos of divinity around you. I shall not pray for you. Burn him. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> for You're going to kill this guy. They're going to kill him. Yeah, for real. They're going to kill him. So, Cecil, he's going to die. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, the, the, the thing is, is right now we're going to link to this article and you can contact the embassy of Saudi Arabia, which I fucking do not believe is going to do anything, but you can feel free to contact them. But what might do something is there's there's email contacts here for President Obama, for uh, Secretary of State Clinton, and then also 
Amnesty International is a great place to send letters. Yep. Um, join Amnesty International. Maybe donate to Amnesty International. These are the people who help people not get fucking murdered for stupid shit in the world. So if you want to help somebody, Amnesty International might be the place to start. Um, but there are ways here on this page that we are going to link to to help out in some way, even if it's just to send a note to President Obama or, pre- or to Secretary of State Clinton just to say, hey, this is a fucking crazy thing that's happening. You know, they can't kill us all. No, they Cecil. can't. They can't do it. They can't. They can't no matter kill us what all. they do, so they can't. In the, in the spirit of come and get them, yeah. um, I would like to declare myself a Muslim. You know, I'd like to declare myself a Muslim too, Tom. Allah Akbar, Cecil. Yeah, Allah, Allah Snack Bar. <laughs> Allah Snack Bar. That's like, it sounds like an incantation almost. Allah Mini Bar. Yeah. Allah Mini Bar. That's a better one. I like that one. Allah Mini Bar. I like that. So we're both Muslims. Yeah, um, I'm a Muslim now. I don't know so. what time prayer is. Which uh, way is Mecca? I'm unsure. I'm going to look it. at a compass later. I'm directionally. Um, I need a GPS for yeah, Mecca. Yeah, definitely Just need a Mecca GPS. Always have yeah. it pointing to Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah, it's like it says like like 21,000 miles or something. It is just an arrow pointing to This it. trip is going to take yeah. so long. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, before before we go on, though, I just want to say that God doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think actually. God exists. I think I don't I think, think prayer does anything. I don't either, think prayer do does anything at all. Prayer doesn't do anything. And as a knowing Muslim, Thomas, yeah. you as a knowing Muslim, right. we are declaring right now that there is no God and prayer doesn't exist. Prayer doesn't right. do anything. Prayer is just you pretending to talk to something. I second that. So, so now we are apostates. We are apostates. We are now, if we travel to... Uh, what is it? Uh, Saudi Arabia. If yeah. we travel to Iraq or any of those other places, we're really could, shit out of luck. Like, at that point. Seriously, you would have to kidnap me to travel I there. Know, right? like, there's no way I'm I would travel there, there anyway. Fuck that. Yeah. So right now we're apostates. So um, so we uh, we could actually be killed in Saudi Arabia. And right now. I'm going to renounce my Muslim faith because I it already feels dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to convert. I'm converting uh, to atheism right now. To, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I was considering on my conversion, maybe stopping at one of the other monotheistic religions just to pause. Should briefly, we get like an maybe, after dinner mint from them? Yeah, rest you know, up a little maybe bit. Maybe a wafer, like, you know, a wafer you know, from Catholicism, a little sip of wine to wash down that Muslim. I'm a fat man and a snack always sounds yeah. good. <laughs> But, I'm, uh, I'm going Baptist so I can get the full dinner. <laughs> I'm going to go Sikh, man. Yeah. I like Indian food. That's right. That Sikh would be great. Yeah, That's... maybe next time we'll go Sikh. As long as they cater in, I'm down. <laughs> but seriously, in, in all seriousness, fuck this. If they're going to kill somebody for not believing, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, you... any religion that's going to do that. In Islam, fuck you hardest if you're going to do that. There I go using those, uh, those fuck words again, Tom. Consarnet, Cecil. Consarnet. Consarnet, Muslims. Can't believe you would stoop to such a rhetorical level. So the next fucking story we're going to cover <laughs> from the New York Times: Israelis facing a seismic rift. Boat. Israelis facing a seismic rift over role of women. Um, you know, here's what I have to say about this: um, women are not a minority, and I'm. I, it, it's such fucking bullshit to behave to use the rhetoric of minority when it comes to women. Women are 50% of the population. Right. They're a minority in terms of power. They're Absolutely. a minority in terms of Absolutely. access to resources. Um, but they're only a minority as long as those assholes in control 
decide that they're a minority, right? right? They're not a numerical minority. Um, to have a system that even has to have a discussion, to even sit down at a table and try to hammer out, what should the role of women be? You are a fucking asshole, right? Like, what should the role of people with fingernails be? I don't fucking know. They're fucking people. They don't have a different fucking role. They're not, it's not a different species. We're not talking about, you know, hey, what should we do with dogs and cats? You know what I mean? They're fucking women, you stupid shithead. Yeah. They're not less than. They're not unequal to. Your, your religion is a fucking indefensible, immoral religion. If it even suggests for a moment that you need to have a conversation about the role of a gender within your society, that is offensive. It, the, the role of the gender in your society is the same as your fucking role in society. Right. Because you're all, we're all human beings. We're not different kinds of human beings. It's fucking asinine. It, it is ridiculous. And, you know, this is one of those things. They, there's such a rift right now between Muslims and Jews in this, in this world. And these ultra-Orthodox, they fit right in with some of the stuff that some of those r- radical Muslims do in those countries, they would be just – they would be perfectly at home, Tom, stoning a woman to death because she's – you know she, she like slept with somebody else. That doesn't seem out of the realm of what these people would do. They are no. such uh, – you know, you want to say the word chauvinist, but that doesn't even – that doesn't even cover the depth of this. It doesn't. Um, it's hateful. It really is. It's misogynist. That's the only way to say it's misogynist. There's a part where this this uh, they're talking about this woman not being allowed on stage. You can't even come on stage. She's to a, accept an award. She's a doctor, and they're awarding her something. It's like, oh, to accept on behalf of her is you know her husband or something. Are you fucking serious? That you're you know it's 2012, and we live in a world where you know I can talk to somebody across the fucking globe without delay. I can just talk to somebody and have a conversation with somebody across the globe of different faith, of different, you know, ethnicity, grew up in a place that is totally different from me. You know, our world should be be connected now more than ever before. But instead, it's this shit that is just like, nope, there's a lot of different fucking, you know, we there's there's differences between men and women. And we're going to make sure we we fucking pay attention to those differences, because instead of, you know, paying attention to how modern society is, we're going to look at this fucking Bronze Age book and get our fucking ideals from that. Well, you're a fucking asshat then. We want to be fair, right? I think it's important, Cecil, that we're fair. And I am just as critical of, of the Christians, the Muslims, the Jews, any any religious ideology that um, is so fucking hateful. It's so damaging to women. It's so damaging to, you know, mothers and sisters and daughters. Like, that's – this is fucking insane. It is. Um, to, to, to make them sit apart as if they are a different kind of people. I mean, really, this is treating them like they're not the same kind of people. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a link in this story to a group of ultra-Orthodox men who spit on an 8-year-old girl. That only comes from a place of hate. That cannot you can't you can't even consider spitting on an eight year old girl unless you are a hate filled motherfucker. And we got an email from somebody who said, you know, 
I know you guys, I, I certainly wouldn't advocate violence, but if somebody, you know, sit, spit or attacked my eight-year-old girl, I would beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> I would too, man. Oh fucking A, dude. Fucking gloves come off. It's time to throw. Like, I would fucking hockey fight that dude. Pull his fucking yarmulke <laughs> over his head. I'd grab him by his fucking side braids. I would be knee in his face. Are you kidding me? All those things to grab onto, that fucking tuxedo they wear, I would pull that fucker <laughs> over their head and beat the piss out of them. This is an unreasonable stance. And, you know, what should be happening is across the world, these groups who treat women as unequal, who treat women as less than, they should be denounced and marginalized immediately. There should be no way that these groups get any respect. Their religions should be cut off from taxpayer-exempt status. They should be treated as uh, uh, hostile organizations. They shouldn't. Yeah. Hate groups. It's hate speech. They should exactly. They should have nowhere to hide with this bullshit. You can't hide behind your religious ideology when you're spitting on eight-year-old girls, when you're segregating women from your congregation, when you're not allowing uh, women who are doctors to receive an award on stage because your women aren't allowed on a stage. Well, this 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 movement's only got thirty more years left in it anyway, because no women are going to have sleep with these guys, right? so they're not going to have they're not going to be able to reproduce, and no women are going to want to have that in their house to be like, hey. Here you go. Let's, you know, let's let's make sure we, you know, we hate on mommy. You know what I mean? Like it's eventually going to die out. There's no way it can. There's no way this could survive. I I, I don't see how it can. I I mean, this is hyperbole because people are going to tell me, oh, well, they'll survive and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that they will. But at the same time, like, I don't see how logically they could survive. But then again, I don't see how logically you could believe in the stuff they believe in anyway. (laughs) Logic not included. No actual logic. I think it's a privilege to call yourself a Scientologist. And it's something that you have to earn. And because a Scientologist does, he or she has the ability to create new and better realities and improve conditions. So there's two stories that have recently come out about Scientology and uh, labor camps, child labor camps, um, forced labor for children out of Scientology. What would Xenu do? What would Xenu say, Cecil? Well, I think he'd say, put those kids back in the fucking garage and get them to work. <laughs> the fuck? This isn't break, motherfucker. Here's your gruel. Get the fuck back to work. I think that's, I'm quoting, I think this is in Dianetics, like chapter 45, page, I don't know. That's a big book, though, by the way. Dianetics is like as thick <laughs> as the Bible. I've seen it. It's I a don't. big, thick-ass book, man. You can fucking beat a kid with it, that's for sure. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and that's important, too, because you don't leave... The, the obvious bruises when you whack them with sure, a holy book. Sure. You know? One of the things that I don't understand about these two stories, Tom, is um, why religious institutions – and they say that Scientology just got religious sort of status in like the 80s I think was when it got religious status. Um, why religious institutions are seemingly immune to investigation. Uh, it's like they wind up with this – with these accusations of they're holding people against their will. And I don't know if you remember, but we watched a movie for Everyone's a Critic a while back called North by Northwest. Yeah. And there's a part where they go confront this kidnapper and they like question him with the guy there, like at his house. And you're just like, well, that's the shoddiest police work I've ever seen. You know, like where they're just like, you're like, that's the really terrible police work. You guys are really bad at your job. I felt the same way when I was reading these stories. They go to collect the kid because the kid's being held against his will. His dad hasn't seen him in four years. And now I don't know what it's like to have a son, but I know not not seeing that son in four years has got to have a devastating effect on your relationship. Sure. So he 
goes to, to collect his child after four years of just the runaround from this group. And they're standing there. The, the fucking religious people are standing there. The science – I don't even know. It's hard to call them religious people. Right. You want to call them cult members. But the Scientologists are standing next to this kid and the kid doesn't want to start any trouble. So he's like, no, I'm happy here. And you're yeah. like, that is shoddy police work. What should happen is, is what they did with that group of people down in fucking – I remember they busted out like a polygamy cult somewhere in the United States and they basically took all the kids away and questioned them separately and took everybody away. They found out that nothing was going on, but I'm happy that something like that actually happens where they question people away from the members of the church that are enforcing these policies because right. if you question them in front of them, nothing happens. Right. So you're like, oh, well, it seems like nothing is happening. That's like walking up to somebody's kidnapper and saying, did you kidnap them? Why, no, I didn't kidnap them. <laughs> well, investigation. <laughs> Solved. Like, are you serious? <laughs> That's what you do? That's your police work? Fucking Barney Fife? What the fuck is wrong with you? Right, no kidding. It's like it's like taking your wife to the to the emergency room and she's got like like two black eyes and a broken arm. And they're like, what happened? And they'd be like, she fell down the stairs. She fought a bear. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. You, you've got to separate these parties before they are fucking potentially at odds. Right. You can't you can't do that. The, you know, th- this church is a non-church. It is. And, it's, I mean, you it's, know, or it's, it's, a, it's I, you know, it's as much a church as any other church, though, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I say that and then I immediately think like, well, what separates it? Like yeah. it doesn't have any more or less of a claim of truth. Right. It has a holy book. It has adherence. It's adherence tithe. It has churches. I guess it is. A, I mean, it is a church. It is a, it is a religion. It is a faith because it is equally as fucking ridiculous and backwards and corrupt and abusive of its members. Yeah. So what what do I expect? Should I expect better? Should I look at this and be shocked and say, wow, I'm so surprised that a religious institution treated its members like shit and attempted to control their behavior? Man, who would have seen that coming? Scientology seems like it's a little more overt in those in – because those, I've never heard of like um, – the Catholic, you know, downtown Chicago, some people being held in a fucking basement against their will by Catholics trying to fucking have them make sweaters or something. Right. Or fucking making rosaries or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what these kids were doing. But then there's also this other story, Tom, where Scientologists, these Scientologists wanted to sort of expose stuff. And there's like these fucking gag orders and contracts and they get these big fucking these big lawyers to just attack you. And just they sick their fucking legal team on people to really just devastate like a lot of the people that are dissenting against Scientology. Right. Yeah. And, the, you know, that's and that's the game. Right. You know, you say something negative about their religious religion and then, you know, they attack you because, you know, I mean, that's 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 what a peaceful sort of transcendent spiritual religion would do. It would try right. to shut down. All voices of opposition violently. You know that's that's normal. But it's 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 just this it's just this intimidation because now the, you know nowadays is the the way to intimidate people is to make them think that they can lose a fuck ton of money. Sure. By just and and basically never prosper again because all your money would go to this church because you said some bad shit about them. Right. But I think these people sign contracts or something like they sign some crazy fuck to get in the church. You got to sign some crazy fucking contract shit too. 
Like, there's like some paperwork. They they do a lot of cover your ass in this church. From what I yeah, read, I think at it's least. A, I think it's a, a, a pretty smart way yeah. to abuse your members. You know, yeah. if you're going to abuse people, you got to make sure that you have the paperwork. Yeah, right. they cover their ass for sure. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break and give you all the information that you need to find us on Facebook, to uh, find us on Twitter, to send us email, to send us voicemail. Remember, if you send us a voicemail, we will play your voicemail on the show and mock you openly with your voice and ours. So we'll return in just a moment to give you the rest of this terrible fucking show. There you go saying that word again. Terrible? You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. So this story is out of the BBC. Mormons baptized parents of Nazi hunter Simon Weisenthal. Um, Wow, Mormons. Maybe you should baptize... People that want to be baptized. (laughs) And I know we covered this before and like we got kind of a lot of email because I totally fucked up the whole religion. And I don't really know much about Mormonism. But I and I know that I've been told that this comes from like a good place and they want you to get to heaven and blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. But these people aren't part of your fucking faith. Right. You don't you don't get to choose for somebody else after they're dead. What faith they belong to. That's fucking mean-spirited, Cecil. I think it is. But, you know, my favorite way to combat mean-spiritedness, Tom, I think you might know this, is to be mean-spirited. Um, it's just It just comes from the sort of mean-spirited portion of my body, which is the most of it. It, like, sort of starts at the top of my head and really yeah, and works its way down through down the rest the of me. Feet um, area. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, so what I decided, I was talking to you yesterday. We were having some some sort of text back and forth chatting about today's show. And I think what we want to do is we want to have a contest. And so since they're accepting people into their religion and baptizing them posthumously, what we would like to do is take – have somebody, whoever that is out there – Write a renunciation of faith letter for the Mormon tradition, but I want you to pen it for the founder, Joseph Smith. So the founder of Mormonism, I want you to posthumously pen a letter for him that says he renounces his faith. I want you to take that letter and I want you to post it to our Facebook page. And then Tom and I will look at them and we may read one or two of these next show. But we'd like you, the audience, to get involved a little. Just like Scientology has people work for them. Just imagine you're in a child labor camp. Right, for yeah. Just imagine there's somebody standing yeah. over you with a ruler, whacking you right on the knuckles every moment you're not writing. That's totally a fetish for like half our listeners. <laughs> you realize that, right? Like, <laughs> fetish for me. What are you kidding? <laughs> so, uh, so I want, I want you to type up a letter though and put it on our Facebook. If they're going to keep doing this. We are going to start working our way through famous Mormons and having them all renounce their faith after their death. 
And that is about them. as mean spirited as you can get. That is. That is. In, this, in the spirit of two wrongs make a right. Here we go. Absolutely. <laughs> two wrongs make a right. And you know what? Here's the thing. For me, it's all made up anyway. So right. I don't care. I right? Who gives like, a shit? Like for me, I don't care. It's like it's like writing um a fanfic of fucking uh Star Wars or Matrix. You know what I mean? It's like it's all fanfic. So it doesn't matter. So that's what I'm having you do. You're yeah, basically is. writing a fanfic for the Mormons. <laughs> because it's not like anybody really believes that the letter uh, you know, that all of a sudden, like in the fucking spirit world, all of a sudden, Joseph Smith's like, no, like <laughs> pulled like out. Forward, and like, no. Somebody wrote a letter. Or, wow, you know, and, that's fucking nonsense. Yeah. That's fucking utter nonsense. So. So we think it'll be fun. So if you would like to participate and post a letter, post it on our Facebook page. In order to post on our Facebook page, you have to like us, though, first. So you might have to go to Facebook, (laughs) like us, and then, you know, so so it might be a roundabout way to get you to come and like us on Facebook. Maybe. (laughs) Cecil, this next story is... uh... I love mugshots so much. Mugshots are the greatest. Um, I'm telling you right now, though, Tom, this mugshot... I wouldn't be surprised if somebody put faces of meth and put dates around each one. So nice. Like this person is the same person, just a different stage. Right. different. <laughs> this all happened in six months. Oh. This is from uh, oh. first. This is from Way TV. Way thirty one ABC. <laughs> this is from Russellville, Alabama. Four people in Franklin County have been arrested in uh, an exorcism gone bad. Wow. I think they all go bad, really. As opposed to the... <laughs> right. Is like, there an exorcism gone good? Like, you wind up at Hardee's afterwards? Like, what is the exorcism gone good? A lot of times, you know, it's like late at night and you're watching TV and it's like, girl's gone wild. Oh, exorcism's gone bad. Exorcism's yeah. gone bad. Let's watch that. It's like, instead of like, you know, some asshole producer, like, getting drunk women to show their boobs, it's just like... Some asshole producer getting hillbillies to exercise their... <laughs> to beat people. Right. <laughs> you could do that without the exorcism fucking get, subset, though, I think. Right, no kidding. Yeah, get the demons out. Yeah. Just, if you just want me to beat them up, just yeah, tell just me to tell beat them up. just tell me to beat them up. Look, I'm give in me, Russellville, Alabama. Give me five Are you kidding bucks. me? <laughs> I will beat somebody up just because I live in Russellville, Alabama. Like, I keep thinking about exorcisms gone good, and I think about, like, what, did somebody bake a cake for it? Is it, like, a bake sale afterwards? Like, I was just wondering about, like, what Everybody knows Satan hates cupcakes. I mean, he fucking hates those things. That's why I eat 30 cupcakes a day. Right, keeps keeps the Satan away. He he can't get near me, because if he gets near me, he's going to get caught in my gravitational pull. (laughs) You know, the the problem is that if an apple a day is good, an apple turnover is better. (laughs) You know? So... Because there's a lot of apples in there. There is, you know? man. But then there's it's also like, cinnamon and sugar. Sure, it's like it's pastry, like you're taking so. instead of taking one apple, you're like distilling down many apples <laughs> into the size of an apple. In this exorcism, they're doing the exorcism while holding a two-year-old child. Then the person who's being forcibly exercised strikes out, hits the kid, and it devolves into a brawl. What that fucking kid? Don't lie to me. That's not the first time that kid's been hit. Come on. Now. Right. Oh. Oh. And I have to think, how did you think this was going to turn out? Like, God. what was your best case scenario God. when you're forcibly exercised? That the, 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 the demons are going to like, you're going to see it, like, come out and look all spooky. And that doesn't, that's not a thing. It doesn't and, happen. And the baby's not protected. I've seen all the movies. 
The baby gets it right afterwards. The fucking right, and then you know, you're raising a demon as, baby. Yeah, as soon as the fucking somebody goes crazy on the bed, it goes for the weakest target. Hello, baby. You know, boom, right in the baby. Now you got this little fucking demon ghoulie running around your house, climbing in the <laughs> toilet. You know, it's like, it's just going to ruin your day. You know what I mean? Like, I, And here's the thing that, that I just, I'm always shocked at, is that it's a fucking 54-year-old person I is know. part of this. And I'm just know. like, you're not just a grown-ass woman. Like, you're a fucking extra grown-ass woman. <laughs> like, you have fucking, like, grandkids. And you believe in fucking demons. <laughs> And you're trying to fucking exercise somebody. Yeah. Get you know, on the treadmill and exercise yourself. Aren't you supposed to, like, cast them out into a herd of pigs? Isn't that I think the, the pigs have to be there. If, if you don't have a herd of swine to throw over the cliff, you're yeah, just not I doing think, it I right. I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, I, my, my favorite part of this story before we move on is three of these assholes are still in jail because they couldn't post the bond. The bond is fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> this is awesome. It's only a hundred and fifty dollars. It's ten percent. I know. Nobody values your freedom for a buck fifty. For Gosh. fuck's sake, you don't have anyone that loves you more than a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I know. Wow. They're actually renaming the town to Fresh Stitches, Alabama. So. <laughs> oh no! There goes our Russellville, Alabama constituency. <laughs> The contingent has left. Right. I think we lost that group. We lost that guy. Fuck. What am I going to do? He's not around anymore. It's being exercised as we speak. This story is out of uh, News Channel 5 for uh, Colorado, Grand Junction, Montrose, and Glenwood Springs area. Um, Religious music and high school choir force a student to quit singing. Um, And this is funny because we've been talking about this for a long time. That, you know, Christian groups have been up in arms that, oh, you're taking away our ability to, you know, sing our songs and pray our prayers in your schools. and And so... And they piss and they fucking moan. And it's all part of religious freedom. And that's the that's the rallying cry, right? It's religious freedom. I have the religious freedom to do and say whatever I want, regardless of the location and the appropriate nature of the, You know, so they want to be able to pray before commencement. And they want to be able to, uh, you know, force students to have moments of silence. And they want to do all these things and have prayers hanging up in their school on banners and whatever. And it's all part of their religious freedom. Right, right. You know. And, and the important part of that, as we've talked about, is it's their religious freedom. Sure. They're not protecting anybody else's. Well, this school, a, a music teacher picked a song that happens to be an Islamic song. And people are fucking up in arms about it. Well, how could they be singing an Islamic song in our schools? Well, how's that different yep. than you singing? And, and somebody even says, and I was reading through the, I mean, if you want to read some crazy, crazy shit, read the comments. Somebody says in there, it's it's not like they're singing Onward Christian Soldiers. This is a Sharia law song. <laughs> Somebody's, oh my gosh. We got to invite them over. Cognitive dissonance is something they obviously nah, love. So. Like, you'd think their fucking head would start smoking just trying to form a thought like that. This Christian kid is like, oh, I don't want to have to sing this. He's sending letters and getting interviewed. And right. it's awesome because you're just like, uh, you, you want everybody to ask him. Be like, okay, well, what if it was a, what if it was a Christian song? Yeah. You no know, kidding. what if it was a Christian song? 
Because and, I think that's the best way to get them to see this is to 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 promote more, more and more and more different types of religious songs and and different types of religious prayer. Have people do Buddhist prayers in school and see how they react. Right. See, I mean, I don't know if you remember time we had. Um, there was a, a clip we had on another on the other show we did on Everyone's a Critic where the people in Minnesota invited somebody to do like a Hindu prayer or something. So um, so we wind up uh, playing this clip and people were booing yeah. and jeering. And yeah. then the next week they invited this asshat from this fucking crazy fucking hate group up there, um, cr- Christian hate group to come in and give his his Christian prayer to sort of cleanse the room or whatever. And you're like, this is this is government where they're doing it. You've got to do shit more like that, so they recognize that it's that it that people that are going to be uh, giving prayer that are not yours, that 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 that's how other people feel when you're giving your prayer and they don't believe in the same things you do. They're never going to understand that secularism is the best defense for religious freedom. Right. That g- governmental secularism is the only way to defend your religious freedoms. Everybody's religious freedoms, you know, because all of you assholes are mutually exclusive to one another. And so you, it, it's, it's always, you know, my way or the highway with these assholes. And the, and the only way to do it is to say, okay, okay, we just all need to agree that we're all in a public space, that this public space is fucking neutral. Right. There's a value neutral public space right. with regard to religion. And, you know, as long as they don't allow that, as long as they push back and, you know, try to fight this on this idea of religious freedom, you're going to continue to have this problem. Bully for this fucking director, this music director for doing this. Good for you. I am woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep me down again So there's been a lot of hullabaloo um, This story's from The Guardian There's been a lot of hullabaloo about uh, contraception um, And particularly, um, you know, Obama's uh, health care plan would require that all employers um, offer health insurance or health care plans that pay for contraception Certain religious groups are anti-contraception, and so they're fucking pissed off that their organizations and would would allow some of their monies to pay for contraception, which they have a moral objection to. Um, and so there's a uh, House panel um, to talk about this, to to hash this out. And who's sitting on the House panel, Cecil? All dudes. I think. You know, excluding the people who actually do most of the reproducing <laughs> is a bad plan. I think that's not a good idea. We have yeah. this sort of unilateral idea, at least the uh, the sort of the conservatives. I'm not even going to say Republicans. I'm just going to say the people that are just sort of really conservative in this country have this sort of unilateral idea that you have to have uh, – you have to allow them to conceive. We're not going to talk about sex. We're going to let people have sex. They're going to conceive because we don't want to give them contraception because we don't think contraception's good. We're not going to allow them to abort because we don't think abortions are good. And then we're going to have them have these kids, whether they're you know products of rape or incest, doesn't matter. They're going to have these kids, and then we're not going to give a flying fuck about them. Yep. Then we're going to say, you know what? You had the kid. Take care of it. Yeah, right. And, right. And now then, it's a responsibility. Now it's your issue. responsibility. Yeah. 
Right. And all this is, all this is, at least this is how I can see it. All this is is just a way in which to keep the poor poor. Um, it is a way in which to make sure that poverty stays the way it is, that the status quo is achieved, that if you are poor and you have no access to contraception or because it's too expensive or you just don't have it or you don't get the education behind it, and then you, you suddenly cut out abortions, you can't get abortions. I mean, what better way to keep poor people poor than to make sure that they don't have reproductive rights? You, I, I couldn't agree more. You've got to look at contraception in terms of contraception, the invention of contraception that, that works, that really genuinely works, is one of the great humanitarian achievements of all time. Because there is nothing more damaging to a society than unregulated growth of that society with, its, with members that cannot, for whatever reason, that cannot uh, take care of the children that they produce. If you have a group of people that have no access to contraception. They, they're, they're, they're going to reproduce. We're fucking animals. You're going to fuck. They're, they're not going to stop the fucking. You know, we are going to reproduce. And if we can't regulate that reproduction, you're right. It's going to keep you. Kids are fucking expensive. It's very expensive to be a parent. It's expensive to raise children. Um, and you've got to look at, at contraception as a great humanitarian good to be able to have individualized control over the size and scope and timing of your family, um, whether you choose to have one, whether you choose not to have one, what size, what point in your life, when you're financially stable enough, when you're emotionally stable enough, when you're in a relationship that's beneficial to a child. All of those factors can be controlled because of contraception. That is a tremendous humanitarian good. And so when these religious groups look at contraception and they thumb their fucking nose at it, that is an immoral act. I think that is a tremendously immoral act because it causes terrible stress on the adult members of the family and terrible stress on the, the, the children that are brought into these families. And it's, it's a terrible financial stress. And an econo you, know, you know, the economic strain of having children is significant and real. And so is the emotional strain and the strain on the maturity level of parents that are maybe not ready to have those kids yet. You know, the world has changed. We're not dying when we're 30 anymore. We don't need dozens of healthy, strong sons to work the fields and plows. Right. That's not a world we live in anymore. So this go forth and be plentiful and multiply and fuck like Ray, you know, that's not, that's not a useful worldview when we're all in competition for the seven, same resources. And not with right. seven billion. Not with seven right. billion, it's not. And to have such a short-sighted bunch of dipshits get together, these I mean, these are just white Rich white dudes. That's the only people you're talking to. Like these are the only people that are that are even even making decisions for the rest of us are people that are so unhinged from reality. I don't care which side of the aisle they sit on. So unhinged from reality that they can't even remotely think what it's like to be a poor person in this world, to be a woman in this world, to be forced to come to terms with a, you know, a child that is a, you know, the, the, the subject or the product of rape and incest. You know, like you just think, you know, if you don't have empathy for somebody who hasn't, who gets impregnated through rape or through incest and you don't have any empathy for that person, you've never had anything bad happen to you in your life. Right. You've yeah. lived a life of such comfort that nothing bad has ever affected you or anyone you cared about. 
the worst thing that's happened is you've fucking gotten to a fender bender with your Jaguar. Like, that's the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to you. So you, of course, won't have any empathy, and you'll look down your nose at these people and be like, how could they not take care of this child? Well, guess what? If your wife was raped, you would have a totally different opinion of this. And people's wives get raped. People's sisters get raped. People get raped by other people, and they're pro- they have they, they get impregnated by this process. A horrible thing. They should at least have some out. And to talk about contraception in this way and be like, oh, well, we're just not going to include women. How dare you? How dare you call yourself some sort of group that can make any kind of decision whatsoever? You should be laughed at. And I'm glad people walked out on that. I was in Indianola a few months ago, and I was talking to someone who works at the Department of Public Welfare here. And she told me that the state of Iowa is going to get fined if they don't sign up more people under the Medicaid program. They're just pushing harder and harder to get more and more of you dependent upon them so they can get your vote. That's what the bottom line is. I don't want to, to make people's lives better by giving them somebody else's money. I want to give them the opportunity to go out and earn the money right. and provide for themselves and their families. So Cecil, I have to just laugh at this next story. This is from NPR. Santorum's tax returns draw critics of his low charitable giving. You know, here we've got Santorum trying to be president of the United States. You know, he's trying to push forward this aggressively religious ideology. You know, he's you know, we, he's he's on this uh, contraception debate all over it. He is constantly making reference to God's law and religiosity. He's a Catholic. He should be tithing ten percent. He tithes about three percent or less. The best is three percent. That's know, his total charitable givings. Oh God, Tom, this is so ridiculous. And these are the people. You know, you get these people who absolutely loathe governmental social programs, absolutely hate them with a passion to the point where they would eradicate large swaths of government spending, which is, you know, really tiny in comparison to other things that we do that cost a fucking gobs of money, right? The things that we do that cost gobs of money, they don't even pay attention to. It's all these smoke and mirrors to get you thinking, oh, well, I'm going to be a cut fucking spending fucking president if you put me in there and I'm going to cut the fuck out of that spending. And then they get in there and they're like, yeah, we cut $2 billion, but we took it right out of the fucking, you know, out of the government programs that provide for people. The fact is, is these people that are so against government spending, They all fucking profess the charitable social net. They talk about this social safety net that exists, that if you cut out this government spending for this social safety net, you know, the the charities are there already. They're there to swoop in and to give people free medical care. And, you know, the world would be so much better if people just gave. And that's where it came from. Well, you know what, Santorum, you don't give anything. So guess what? Those people that you're saying, oh, well, you know what? Charity will take care of them. Well, you certainly aren't, you fucking jackass. You worthless piece of shit who makes a fuck ton of money and doesn't give back to anyone. You are a degenerate. You are an awful person. You are the worst type of person. You are the type of person who will convince other people not to give. Yeah. You are the worst type. I have no idea how this guy has any traction anywhere. I see. So I can't imagine how. Any, I, I seriously, if anybody, I, who's voting for this guy? He's winning the internet right now. Like this guy is winning. He's fucking Charlie Sheening this shit oh my right God. now. I don't understand at all. He's a double hypocrite right now. Right. I mean, this is like. You know, he's a hypocrite in, in the ways that you said. He's a hypocrite by not tithing to his church. He should be, the minimum should be 10%. If he's giving no money to any other organization but his church and tithings, it should be 10%. 
And so he's he's not being good as far as just being a, a, a decent humanitarian person living up to his ideals of, of saying, well, you know, we'll let the churches take care of him. And he's not, and he's, he's not, not even being a good Catholic. He's not scraping by either, Tom. It's not like right. this guy's this guy's making it on a hundred grand a year for a couple and a family. This right. guy is making a fucking tidy sum of over a quarter million dollars a year. Right. Right. He's making tons of money. You know, his his reports, um, he, he made $1.1 million in 2009 alone. $923,000 in 2010. Oh, I'm actually, I messed up. I was looking at how much he was taxed. Yeah, that's his I taxes. Messed up. I messed up. He was fucking making fucking fuck tons of money. Fuck this guy. Fuck you, Santorum. You dick. I hate you. <laughs> I don't. Uh, this it. It would be. Can you imagine? Honestly, can you imagine doing this show next year and saying President Santorum? Dude, you know one thing I will say. It will be great for this show. The one thing is it would be bad for me in, as a person because yes. I would have a fucking nervous breakdown the first twenty minutes that guy's in office. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So we like to finish the show with a story of total insanity. I absolutely love the picture. The picture is worth oh, all the words. The picture all of the is words. outstanding. So go to our website. Um, you'll be able to find or, or, or a picture um, from I might actually try, I'll try to get this picture and post it as the picture for our show this time. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this is a story from Ghana Web. Um, and I tried on Twitter and Facebook, and I just cannot beat. I just cannot beat. The humor value of the headline alone. Evangelist arrested <laughs> for having sex with a pregnant sheep. <laughs> I love that the sheep is pregnant. Right? Like I love that it's an evangelist. I, it's, it's every I wonder what perfect. he's evangelizing. Like I wonder right. what his sermons are like. This is a dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I read here, it says, it says the second paragraph, it says, the high-pitched bleat of the sheep at 1700 hours on Thursday attracted the attention of resident farmer who caught the evangelist. Now it doesn't say, and it says he was having intercourse with the sheep who was tied to a tree. Now it doesn't say that the sheep wasn't enjoying it. Like maybe the maybe the oh, high no. pitch of the sheep was like yeah. yeah give it to me yeah 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 oh tie me to that you know maybe we don't know you can't tell maybe it liked being tied up some people like that this could be their thing maybe yeah. that was the safe word you never know <laughs> they could have had a long standing consensual sheep and evangelist relationship Absolutely con- consensual. <laughs> It's, it's well, it nuzzled me once in a while, That's so it wanted more. Entirely. It was asking for it, being pregnant and I all. I am baffled, just absolutely baffled at the idea that at some point you're looking at the sheep thinking, I'd hit that. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at a sheep and been like, I'd eat that. Yeah. Like, I would fucking <laughs> butcher that thing. Give me some mint jelly and we would go to town. Oh, I know, I know. That sheep, although this sheep does not look very appetizing, I will admit that the sheep no, on here, it no. keeps looking at me, too. It's looking at me. I'm, smile. <laughs> I'm scrolling up so I can't see it anymore. What a weird, weird thing, though. So you know? odd. And it's funny, too, because they took both him and the sheep to the to the 
to the police station. I saw that. I'm thinking, like the sheep is going to testify. And like, saying, well, and, or like maybe the sheep's in trouble. And I'm just thinking, well, the, well, the sheep didn't do anything. The sheep got tied to a tree and then, you know, sexually assaulted, basically. <laughs> Fucking a pregnant sheep. I like, too, that they knew the sheep was pregnant. Like, yeah. They're oh, just yeah. like, mm, sure. I wonder if it's his. <laughs> We got an email from Andy. Andy sent us a Christopher Hitchens limerick. I think this is great. Um, there once was an old priest from Birmingham who fucked little boys while confirming them. They got on their knees. He did as he pleased and pumped his Episcopal sperm in them. <laughs> oh, that's so awful. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I have to say, I enjoy bravo. the adjectives in that. I liked the adjectives <laughs> that he was using. I thought that they were great. Bravo, good sir. Well played. I, I thought that was very funny. Um, we got an email from Tim. Now, this is kind of funny. We, our last episode, we had a guest on. We had Thomas on. And things devolved very quickly at the beginning within, of that episode. Within the first 20 seconds of it that really episode, it was just, just downhill from there. Thomas has no filter, and it was awesome. It was phenomenal, but it was uh, just horrifyingly filthy. Yeah, it was ridiculously and, uh, filthy. This, of course, t- Tim sends us this email. Hi, guys. I enjoy your podcast so much. I recently recommended it to one of my daughters who has political and religious views similar to my own. Unfortunately, I sent her a link to episode 34 without having listened to it myself. <laughs> now I feel the need to explain to her why I would recommend a podcast which has as its primary top of co- topic of conversation gay cocks. <laughs> I am unsure about my future contact, if any, with my grandchildren. Oh, well. Babysitting was never my bag anyway. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We're glad we got one listener out of that. So, yeah, nice. That's fantastic. See, so we got an email from Nancy or Albert. I got to find the the old-timey music. Hold on. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. Yeah, we got an email from Nancy or Albert. I'm going to have to go ahead and read this. Nancy or Albert, now we're not sure who's sending it. Now, it's signed at the bottom, Nana. Nana. And it could be Nancy, although Albert may be going by the nickname of Nana, too. We're not sure. We're not going to judge either. So. I'm going to judge. Um, right. I am guessing that you are very old. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> I am ashamed of you. <laughs> I recently stumbled upon your podcast, and I must say I was extremely disappointed. While your topics are irrelevant and generally your viewpoints valid, your presentation is disgusting. Your language reflects a lack of vocabulary, particularly in the area of adjectives and adverbs, where the F word seems to be the only available choice to you. Nancy is, of course, uh, Jimmy Stewart's sister, by the way. Yeah. I don't, know if you I, know, I don't but, do yeah. voices. I'm yeah. just going to read it. <laughs> you sound like a couple of 14-year-olds giggling in the barn. Yeah. I wish you would grow up and clean up your act. Yeah. Most of the fellow atheists I've encountered are well-educated, respectful, and quite interesting. It's fine not to believe in gods. I'm glad I have her permission. That's cool. Thanks, Anna. Anna. Good. <laughs> but I do respect societal norms and standards. Obviously, is, obviously, you're cool with societal norms being gay should stay in the closet then, probably. Right, yeah, yeah, that's not the show. Yeah. Uh, there's problems. It is evident that you do not even respect yourselves, oh, carrying on as you I, do. I think that's probably accurate, actually. I'm, well, <laughs> have start you seen now? me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's not enough respect to wrap around a lower half. Are yeah, you kidding? I, I, I'll wrap my meatloaf in respect and eat the fuck out of that. I'll tell you that. It is jerks like you. Jerks. What a jerk. They give us all a bad name. You wonder why we are the least trusted or liked minorities? 
No, I don't wonder at all. I know Thanks, why. I know why, yeah. Listen to yourselves. I do. Every yep. time the show comes out, I enjoy it. <laughs> Perhaps you should look into humanism, which promotes being good without God. I'm good, Nana. I'm good, Nana. Why are you so mean to me? Oh, Nana. Nana, Nana we're to sorry. time. Oh, did you want to read, you want to read the rest? Uh, uh, P.S. If you choose to read this email on the podcast, I won't know. Because I'm never listening again. Aww. Oh, man. My heart's... Cecil, is your heart broken? It is. It, but it, I, you know, it's very small, so I don't feel it. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a tiny little heart. It's my atheist, tiny little our atheist heart, which beats inside my rib cage. <laughs> uh, I want to say to Nana, thanks for taking time out of uh, your Red Hat Society meetings to uh, to actually email us, where we appreciate that you... Uh, you Maybe they let you near a computer in the home, which is nice, too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're glad that you're still oh, coherent no. enough, Nana, to send us to send us email. Um, Tom responded to her, and I thought very judiciously. Tom was very nice to her. I thought he basically said, "Hey, you know, you kind of ignored multiple warnings that we're going to swear, and you still got offended." It's like those fucking idiots who go and take their kids to, uh, you know, an NC-17 movie with Angelina Jolie fucking spreading her pussy lips, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, I can't believe she fucking spread her pussy lips and you know, take it deep or whatever, you know, like it, you asshole. What the fuck were you thinking, you dummy? You fucking tried. To fuck, you're trying to be offended at that point. If you if you actually make it into our podcast, past the fucking disclaimers that we put up, and you're now offended by it, you're an asshole. And I just want to say, Nana, that Grandma Lois would kick your fucking candy ass. That's all there is to it. <laughs> hey, this spicy food is hot. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it said spicy right fucking next to it on the menu. Stupid shit. This lady sounds so old. I don't know. Like her skin is so saggy, you'd have to circumcise her tits just to see her nipples. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm trying to be, Tom, I'm trying to be as offensive as I can right now. I hope I'm coming off as nice and offensive. I don't know if I am. (laughs) I feel uncomfortable. (laughs) That takes a lot. Wow. All right, moving on. Bye, Nana. Sorry you didn't enjoy the show. I'm going to defecate in your soup. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst soup ever. We got an email from Chris. Oh, Uh, yeah. Chris uh, makes a libertarian argument. We got actually a decent amount of feedback about our uh, bagging on raw milk. Um, Chris uh, makes a... We did get a lot of feedback on that. We did. We did. Um, And and a lot of it boils down to, uh, you know... Hey, it tastes better, and people should be able to do what they want. Um, I don't fundamentally disagree with that. I think uh, raw milk is still dangerous, though. I didn't say you shouldn't be able to have it. I just said I think it's stupid, Um, and I do. I think it's stupid. If you think it tastes better, great. That's your deal. Um, I think eating dangerous food that doesn't have to be dangerous is a bad decision. That's, That's my call. Like. If I got milk in the house, I want to make sure it's not a fucking loaded gun in my refrigerator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't keep orange cap. juice that, like, <laughs> electrifies you one out of every four times you open the cap. Like, I just don't do that. You, you open the orange juice and it's a knife comes out. It's like, I, I, I don't care how good the orange juice yeah, is. Orange juice better be fucking delicious then. It's no, like, um. I, what I want to say to this is I, I have in the past 
I, my body is a temple to unhealthiness. Okay, let me just put the, just throw this out there. Okay, so my body is it's like a it's like a it's like a temple to bad decisions when it comes to food and choosing choosing bad foods over good foods, right? Obviously, we could all choose good foods all the time, and we choose not to sometimes. I mean, and, and I think, Tom, both of our bodies are a testament to choosing cake over granola. I think that that's just the way it is. I sprinkled a granola on the cake I mean, for what the, the texture. Fuck? That's are you fucking calories. kidding me? So anyway, the thing is, is, as I get it, I understand and agree that sometimes we make trade-offs. Yep. We say, this may be dangerous, to a slight degree or a not so slight degree, but I'm still going to eat it because it has it has a benefit to me. I think it tastes better. Raw milk falls into this category. I think raw oysters could fall into this category. A medium rare hamburger, if um, if you take that hamburger that might have some E. coli in it, could be a dangerous food to eat. Sure. Um, there's lots of things. You know, eggs can give you salmonella. Cookie dough can be a dangerous thing to eat. Yep. Whenever I make cookies, I almost always eat some of the dough. Whenever I make all a cake. All of the dough. Read I, here, folks, all yeah. of the dough. <laughs> I make, whenever I lick the batters on the batter uh, on the cake, I eat the, you know what I mean? So, like, I understand and I take those risks, too. Um and so I don't discount or, or laugh at people for choosing to take those risks. But I will argue that is not um, – I don't want to hear anybody to, to get up in my face or to send me you know, messages or to tell me how stupid I am because I don't drink raw milk and they think it's somehow better for me. Right. Raw milk I don't think is going to be better for you. I think there may be a better choice there where you choose to drink the raw milk because it tastes better. But I think that's different than saying it's better for me. So that's what I think we were railing on. And maybe we were unclear. But if you want to drink it and you think it's good and you know the libertarian is in you is saying, fucking drink the fuck out of whatever you want, hey, I'm down. We're yeah. actually cool with legalizing drugs. So you know, yeah. raw milk is not falling milk. under the illegal yeah. category. I just personally think – you know, like you said, if I'm not buying the argument that it's better for you. I'm not buying the the milk nuttery that says that oh you pasteurized milk, you killed all the enzymes, now it's undigestible. Yeah. You know, fuck sure. you. No, that's nonsense. That's that's a retarded thing to say. Thank you for all the emails and the feedback though. It's once in a while we'll say something that's kind of controversial, at least to some people, and we'll get great emails for it. So we want to thank everybody who emailed. Absolutely. We got an email from Kevin. Um Kevin, you gave us – this was a great email. Thank you very much. You gave us a um, uh, sort of a history of uh, the evolution of the use of nonlethal weapons. And we've talked about this in the past. Um, and the use of nonlethal weapons to gain compliance has grown over the years, um, you know, whereas it was originally an alternative to lethal op- uh, you know, options, um, you know, and it was used when a lethal option would have otherwise yeah. been used. Now it's used because you are arguing about a traffic ticket. Yeah. And he urges people to watch uh, a TED Talk by Stephen Coleman called The Moral Dangers of Lethal Weapons. I have not seen this yet, Kevin, but I will watch it. Um, And if you're interested to watch this thing that Kevin suggests, TED – the TED Talks are available online. You can, all you have to do is search for TED, 
and the TED conference will come up and the videos are there. You can certainly search for this. And I'll say it again. Stephen Coleman, the moral dangers of lethal weapons. No, I'm non-lethal, non-lethal weapons. Or, you know, there is certainly is moral dangers to lethal weapons, too. Yeah, I mean, right. And, and Lethal Weapon, the movie, I think, is a moral danger. And so, Lethal Weapon 2 certainly yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lethal Weapon 4 is unbearably bad. <laughs> it's got Jet Li in it. I mean, you chose to put Jet Li in your... Oh, anyway. All right. <laughs> so, uh, we got... This is kind of funny. We were getting like a back and forth between two of our listeners on our email yeah. where they can't see each <laughs> they other. They can't see each other and talk to each other. Martin and Carlos both claim that they're the they're their one number one Mexican American fan of this show and they're having an email duel right now, but they can't see each other emailing each other because they're emailing us. So move this to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys should totally have a duel on Facebook. Uh, or or in the comment section, but I, I and and they say uh, they they <laughs> there's a very funny uh, back and forth and to be honest I certainly wouldn't want to tussle with Martin here who is used to be a, <laughs> a nationally ranked amateur boxer. Yeah, I was Martin just like, and I are going to get along. I was just I'm like, just hey saying. Martin, you and I we're buddies. Yeah. Um, so I will anyway, buy he you says, enough beers to yeah. where you fall down on your own. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> the only way, yeah. That's yeah. the only way you're going to win that. But I do want to read the the PS on Martin's email. Last week I told Martin that he should um, – that he didn't have to Santorum himself, that you know there would be plenty of people to Santorum him. All he'd have to do is just check on Craigslist. He sends us a long email, which is very funny. I'm not going to read it all. Um, and he could post to the uh, to the boards and, uh, and get into a fight like we said. But one of the things that he said, he said, P.S., I went to Craigslist for a laugh regarding the Santorum thing. Ted Haggard replied, <laughs> and I laughed out loud when I heard that because we are big fans of Ted Haggard here on this show. Good man, a really uh, good, good man. This is a man who embodies cognitive dissonance, so we are huge fans of Ted Haggard. So, uh, so thanks, Martin. Thanks for the email. And uh, anybody can reach us on Facebook and talk to us via Facebook. Um, it's we're really easy to find. Cognitive dissonance podcast is super easy to find on there. And I hate my job, so a lot of times I'm on there. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> I was on there. It's funny because you know what's funny is people will, still, will talk to Cecil on there. And whenever Senebi says, nice job on here, Cecil, I'll always like it because <laughs> I have access that. to it too. I'm like, ha ha. But it's mainly Tom who's doing the Facebooking. I'm not really doing it a lot. I will like people's posts and occasionally respond, but I'm more busy uh, doing sort of back end stuff on the site and, uh, and mixing the podcast. So we got a long email from someone named AM, and AM sent us a long email about spirituality. I don't want to read the whole email. I want to thank you for the email, though. Um, Thanks for bringing this up. This is something that, you know, there are people, I'm sure, that listen to our show that fall into our sort of religious views and maybe even our secular views, Tom, but don't carry the same sort of level of atheism that we do. We're happy to have you as listeners. My wife is is a believer. She is a, a universalist, which is a very... Um, it's a it's a very interesting um, belief structure she has. I don't believe the same things that she does. I respect people, and I think, Tom, you and I both individually respect people of belief. It's not something that we attack. The moment somebody tries to drag, you know, the public into this and say that everybody should believe, that's when we start saying, no, this is a bad idea. Or when people abuse their power as religious people, we call them out on it. But we, I don't think I have any – any kind of disdain for people who believe. Um, and I think that that's probably evident to this person because we, we in the email they, they mentioned this. So thank you for listening, and we're happy that you're here. So we want to do something a little different with the Skeptics' Creed this time. Uh, we had one of our 
listeners uh, actually give us a phone call and uh, read the Skeptic's Creed. Um, and so we're going to stay with our tradition of uh, using the Google Voice translation. So I'm going to do this a little backwards. I'm going to read the Google Voice translation of the Skeptic's Creed first, and then we're going to go out with our listener reading the Skeptic's Creed for you. So this is Google Voice's translation of the Skeptic's Creed. For duality is not a virtue. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I would agree with that. This Um, might actually turn out to be better than... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not going to be better. It certainly will be. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hit. No Babylon, talk too soon, scientists and double-double toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative acupuncture waiting pressurized, stereogram cur metal, free healing energy water, downward spiral brain dead pan paint, sales pitch late 19th, all doc, you came, and I don't know how. <laughs> That's not bad, though. It's not I know. bad. It's really getting better. Yeah. Corn says that my breast... <laughs> Leo places cancer curious, detox reflexes, litmus, <laughs> Stephanie Powers to Stephanie build card psychics, Keeling, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Muffs. It's Yeti, though. It's Y-I-D-D-E or something like that. Like churches, Muffs. I like Muffs, too. Instant to guy, Temples, Dragons, Giant William. Giant <laughs> I was lentils. <laughs> Delton's truth. There's birth. His witch is with his witch is with there inspecting the shaman. <laughs> Feelers you page with conspiracy double speak to him out announce that exposure sides. Pressure hand. Bloody evidence. Old conclusive doubt. <laughs> even day. I don't know, Tom. It's close. It's not as good yeah, as yours. It's right there. It's not as good as yours, but it's close. And so we're going to leave. Uh, we're going to leave Patrick, who sent us this voicemail, to close out the show. We're going to play his entire voicemail, which also includes some other stuff. But we're going to actually have him read the Skeptics' Creed on the way out today. Uh, so thanks for joining us, and thanks for listening. Hey, Cecil and Tom. This is uh, Patrick, longtime listener, first time voicemail leaver. Uh, and I wanted to try something that the chief suggested uh, would be interesting to hear uh, Google Translate. So I'm going to go ahead and try the uh, Skeptics Creed, and we'll see how this turns out. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couch and scientist and double bubble toil and trouble. Pseudo-quasi-alternative, actu-punctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water downward, spiral, brain dead pit, sales pitch, late night info, docutainment. I don't know how uh, Tom says that in one breath. Um, Leo, Pisces, Cancer, Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Tower, Tarot Cards, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques, and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms. Atlantos, Dolphin, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Double Speak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Exposure Size, Thrust Your Hands, Bloody, Evidential, Conclusive, Doubts Even This. So, um, that is it. I uh, screwed up a couple times. I'm interested to hear how it sounds through Google Translate, and I'd also like to say hello to a couple new listeners that I've Hope I've turned on to your nonsense. 
That is Sean and Sarah. So uh, good luck, guys. Uh, you guys have been doing an amazing job. Uh, I am still waiting for that uh, last episode of Everyone's a Critic, by the way. Um, I actually have a bet with the Chief, and I don't think you guys are going to do it. So, yeah, prove uh, prove me wrong so he can win his dollar. All right, bye. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.